This is because I want to. Hi, and welcome to Because I Want To, where we talk about whatever it is we want to. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Sarah. And I didn't know I was doing our intro, but I picked it up. It's all right. I think there's like a slight delay. So I was like, do we mess it up again or are we good? But I'm sure we're good. I'm sure it's all fine. I felt um, that last week, too, and I also <laughs> noticed that our claps depend on the speed with which you sing our song. <laughs> so it was very yes. slow this week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I just woke up. <laughs> I was like, I was... are we podcasting today? <laughs> I was working on some stuff for TPT, which is Teachers Pay Teachers, for those of you who don't know. Um, And I was really, really tired. So I was working on it in bed, and I fell asleep on my computer. And so I have those, like, really nice, like, nap marks, like, up my arm from passing out, and I drooled everywhere. It's really good. It's really good stuff. (laughs) So a little, like, behind-the-scenes intel. When you do a podcast, you have to clap so you can line up your audio to start at the same point. And so we do, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. And that's what our two claps are. And Sarah's rendition this time was like, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Clap, clap. <laughs> Oh, man. Just the professionalism continues to <laughs> astound. <laughs> it's a good thing we don't do this for a paycheck. <laughs> Speaking of our lack of professionalism and just the overall quality of what we do, this is Lindsay from the future. I'm editing this episode right now, and there were some audio issues, so I'm cutting out the chit chatty part. It was mostly just us talking about our dogs anyway. And we're just going to jump right into the content. But before we do, Sarah mentions at one point that Ares gets his own series in the Rick Riordan books, but really it's Apollo. So she wanted me to mention that as a correction. And now we're going to go back to Lindsay and Sarah from the past. All right. So should we talk more about our book to screen adaptations? I'm ready. My list is in front of me. I'm prepared. I did research today. I watched the Lightning Thief movie. Oh, had you not seen it before? No. It's not great. Okay, here are my thoughts. I don't know if I just, my expectations were really low or because I just didn't like the book very much, but the movie exceeded my expectations. I thought it was fine. It was fine. It was entertaining. It's not great. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not great. It's not awful. Like, I've seen it. No, I haven't watched the whole thing more than once, but, like, there are certain parts of it that I'll go back and watch, which mm-hmm. is what I tend to do with movies anyway. I just wish that they hadn't aged up the characters. Yeah. 
And I think they were trying to make it super serious in some aspects that it didn't need to be. Because the books were not that way. And, like, what was serious you thought that didn't need to be serious? I think they... And I'm, like, blending the first and the second movie in my head. Because the second movie was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Um... I just think, I don't know, I think whoever directed it didn't know what to do with the material. Uh-huh. <laughs> because it's such a unique thing. I don't think you normally have a concept like that with such young characters. Typically it is with teenagers. But, like, the things they do and stuff is meant for a younger person. So my thing with the movie is that I think if you're watching it on its own... It's fine. If you're mm-hmm, wa- I agree. If you're watching it as a fan of the book, I can see how you wouldn't like it because they did, like you said, age up the characters, which really changes the feel of it. And there are also a lot of um, like plot differences from the book that actually could be kind of important. So I could see how you could be mm-hmm. mad about that. Like I guess the whole Persephone Pearls thing didn't happen in the book. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, they take out um, the whole character of Ares, which was, like, pretty different. Which, I guess you don't realize that's how much of a problem that is until you get to the later books. And Ares is a huge character yeah. in those books. Like, he has his own series now. <laughs> I was reading Rick Riordan's... Um, he's released a couple excerpts of... I guess emails that he wrote to the production yeah. team of those movies saying, voicing his qualms with it after he just read the scripts and his thing. He talked about that, about how this first book, the way they did the movie, it doesn't really align with the rest of the series. If they were to make movies for the rest of the series, which they never did because these movies did so terribly. Yeah. They are making a Disney Plus series, though. I saw that. I think that'll be really good because I I think Rick Riordan might be more involved with it. And I guess he said he's never watched the movies, like, to this day. Maybe that's for the best for him. <laughs> so, yeah, in the movies, they totally cut out the character of Ares. The climactic, like, battle scene in the book is between Percy and Ares, but in the movie... It's between Percy and um, Luke, which mm-hmm. was okay. You know, it wasn't as exciting, I don't think. I did like that they... I did feel bad for Luke in the movies. Why? Which I... Just because I think they did an okay job connecting to, like, the fact that a lot of the, like, issues that he had was that he wasn't allowed to, like, know his dad. Mm-hmm. Um... So I liked that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Rick Riordan's other thing is something, like, I feel with movie adaptations in general, and I don't know how quite to pinpoint it, but it's, like, the characters don't have as much depth to them. You Like, you just mm-hmm. don't feel what they feel as much. I think a book ser- series should almost always be adapted as a tv show not a movie yeah yeah i don't know what it is but it's almost like when you watch it you're you're watching this is how i felt about the second hunger games movie 
you're watching the characters go through the plot events, but you're not really feeling what they're feeling or the complexity of the character. And I'm not really sure how you would fix that. It's really hard, I think, to get the level of character development that you get in a book in, uh-huh. like, film. Yeah. Like, Game of Thrones, it, it had to be a TV show. It couldn't be movies. It just couldn't. I feel like some of the only ones that I've seen where I, like, pretty much felt the character development, for the most part, is Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I was thinking we like, should I think, do a Lord of the Rings episode. I want to rewatch the movies, then we'll do an episode. All right, then we won't talk about it now, especially because <laughs> I haven't read all of the Lord of the Rings books. Okay, so we'll wait to do Lord of the Rings because I just, I couldn't finish the books. He just talks about too many things in those books that I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't, it was kind of like when I tried to read a Charles Dickens book. Yeah. And there was just too much being described that I didn't care about. My god, I think I tried reading Great Expectations one time and the first five like pages were just describing a cemetery and there were like 50 words I didn't know and I was like, I'm out. I read for fun. Like, I don't want it to be work. <laughs> yep. That's how Lord of the Rings was. I got through the first book and half of the second one and I was done. <laughs> I looked at the first book and I was like, oof, if I read the first one, I feel like I'm going to have to read all three and it's going to take me a long time to read these books. I can just tell. Yeah, they're not fast paced like Game of Thrones. They're both high fantasy, Mm -hmm. but they're not quick. You know what's great quick high fantasy is any high fantasy written in the 80s. I don't know what it is about the 80s, man, (laughs) but they wrote... Fantasy from the 80s is just its own very specific thing. You could show me a book and be like, when do you think this was written, Sarah? And I'd be like, the 80s. Like, you can just tell. You can just tell. What about it? Can you um, pinpoint? I don't know. They... I don't know. I've read a lot of fantasy from the 80s, so I don't really. So I went through a stage where I was, like, really into it. Like, I have a lot of books by Mercedes Lackey, who is like the queen of high fantasy. Um, And I think there's not a ton of character development in the way that I'm familiar with. Like very few of them, I feel like are written from like an internal monologue perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how Hunger Games, you always know what Katniss is thinking and things. Mm -hmm. There's not a ton of that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Things aren't described in like hyper detail. So I remember... Her older stuff isn't necessarily like this, but her earlier stuff, I would read and be like, wait, where are we? What's happening? Like, we've just, we've jumped and I didn't follow the jump. What has she written? Like, what's her big book or series? There was one series I was really into. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I think one of the books is called, like, Magic's Pawn Mm. or something like that. But I remember that series surprising me because it was written in the 80s and one of the characters it was like surprise gay character i had no idea i know i was reading and i was like oh i was like he's in love and i was like oh wait that's a boy okay go forward for the time i know so there's fun stuff like that fantasy authors tend to give less of a fuck (laughs) true well what's another book to screen adaptation you want to talk about 
Um, let's see. Have you read or seen Divergent? No, I never got into that series because I just heard so like so many people say I love the beginning and then I hate the third book, so it kind of turned me off from it. That's pretty much how I felt about it. I was on board with the first book and the first movie too. I wasn't mad at um and then it was just a horrible downward spiral. <laughs> what I heard was that a character like an important character which can we agree that if these if we're talking about things that came out 10 plus years ago we don't have to worry about spoilers. Yes, don't listen to any of this if you're worried about a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just don't. <laughs> so for example, in the Divergent series, I think there's like a important character who dies in the third book that was very like polarizing to the fan base was what I understand. Yeah, and I think the premise like what ended up being the situation in the rest of the world and stuff. I think she it was very much a blend of like the giver and the hunker games and i was just like i don't know i didn't really necessarily like how everybody was divided up in in it and everything i don't know i don't know i just oh so you didn't like the premise to begin with yeah i just i liked the first book and i liked the first movie but i see kind of why it fell apart because i don't know that it was a premise that could necessarily hold all of that up if that makes sense so the premise again i've not read or watched it is that people are assigned roles in society and tris has she's assigned this role but then she doesn't want this role or something right they're basically like hogwarts houses like Uh you're divided up based on personality traits what are the traits I don't even remember, but basically it's like Harry Potter. It's like Uh there's a really smart one. There's the ones that are like not good, which is the one she ends up in. Um, There's like the farmers there. So she's in like the Slytherin? Yeah. So what's the overall like conflict? She's in the Slytherin house and she wants to do what? They unearth that some, like, shady stuff is going on, and then I think, and it's been a long time, as it moves forward, I think they find out that they're basically living in an experiment, and the situation that they're in is not the situation of the rest of the world. Um, So it's, yeah. So it's like a Maze Runner situation. Which is also on my list. (laughs) (laughs) So you would not recommend Divergent, the books or the movies? I wouldn't, because you're going to get disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, how much does a good ending matter in a series? I feel like it's super important. Like, if the the whole series is really good and the ending is bad, people will not recommend the series, I feel. Yeah, I think when you start writing, you kind of have to know already what the end is going to be that's why i've never i've thought and even started watching lost but i've had people tell me that the ending is stupid and don't even bother getting into it yeah i know how it ends and i i guess for some people they were fine with it but i could see why it pissed a lot of people off because it ends 
as like a chess game, right? It's like God playing a game or whatever. Yeah, like they're like dreaming. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're like dreaming. <laughs> they're, they're like they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> That's. I hate the trope. And this is why I don't like Alice in Wonderland of going on an adventure and weird shit happening. And then it's just a dream in the end. I can't stand that. Yep. It's like the avoidance of resolution. Yeah. It's like, oh, nothing had to make sense. Had to make sense. Nothing mattered. You can make a book literally about anything if that's your resolution. It does. And you don't have to worry about anything. The plot or the characters. Yeah, um, I think, and I've probably talked about this on here before, I have very rarely seen a TV show that has a resolution that I'm, like, down for. The Mm -hmm. only show where I was like, yes, excellent ending, you brought it all together, I'm here for it, was Fringe. Okay, I don't really know. I know just what you've talked about on the podcast about that show, but I don't know how it ends. it's so good. You have to watch it. I need you to watch it. It's <laughs> what just I, so good. How many seasons is it? How many episodes? It was, I think it was five seasons, I want to say. Five seasons max. It was either four or five. Because maybe I'll watch it and we can talk about it. But I'm also in Big Brother mode right now. So I'm like obsessed with Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of divergence, how do you say her name? Shailene? Shailene Woodley? I think it's Shailene, I think. She's engaged to the football player, Aaron Rodgers. Like the big time. Yeah, like the big time football guy who I only know who he is because his brother was on a season of The Bachelorette when I briefly watched that show. But he's like a big time football guy. Interesting, because she's very crunchy. Yeah, they don't seem like a couple that you would look at and be like, oh, yeah, they belong together. But, yeah. Huh. Isn't Aaron Rodgers supposed to be, like, super nice, though? I don't know. I don't really know anything about him. I just know that he's really important. I guess he's really good. Is he, like, a quarterback? I don't even know. Yeah, he plays for the um, Packers. Green Bay, but yeah, I think he's supposed to be really nice. Oh, he dated Olivia Munn. That's what it. That's oh, where I know him from. She's dating, dated her for a while. She's dating John Mulaney now, who's like getting divorced. Yes, it was like a whole thing. I've seen it on the TikTok. <laughs> the TikTok. Isn't it weird that when you're a celebrity, I've heard so many of them say this that it's like you're in high school because it's like you talk about people you don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it pretty much is. Except I don't think in high school I really talked about who was dating who. In our high school, I feel like our high school experience was not typical because there wasn't a lot of um, drama or gossip. I feel like people didn't even really date that much in our high school. Yeah, no, we were very, very chill. (laughs) You had, I think some couple like maybe a couple couples who'd been together for a while but other than that you didn't really have dating gossip people kind of just yeah like you said chilled yeah yeah i don't think we cared i don't know maybe we just weren't in that crowd (laughs) i remember one time i was in a chemistry class you know you have like 
groups, like your lab groups mm-hmm. or whatever. And we were doing our experiment and like two of the people in my group said something about like, oh, his girlfriend gave that dude a blowjob at a party. And they looked at me like, <gasps> like they didn't want me to overhear. And I was like, you guys, I literally don't care. Like, I'm not going to tell anyone. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> We really did it. We were we were not those people. No. Yeah, I also didn't like we were like friends at school, but I didn't actually hang out with a lot of people from school outside of school. I always hung out with people from the barn. Yeah, again, I think our year was kind of different. We didn't have the um like cheerleader athlete click if anything Mm-mm. like the smart kids were maybe like the more popular kids but no one was really I think yeah mean I don't remember like there being bullying issues in our class at all yeah no I think the only situation I can think of where I was like maybe this isn't the cool thing to do was and we're totally off topic but whatever um <laughs> Senior year, I remember standing outside in a line, and we were figuring out, I think, like, doing a practice for graduation or whatever, and somebody, I won't say their name, was going down the line and handing out graduation party invitations, and literally going like, ooh, you get one, Mm, not for you. Oh my god, that's so mean. I know, and it was like, I was there, I think you were there. It was, like, a massive party. It was for, like, more than one person. Like, paper invitations they were handing out? Yeah. Okay, so do you think they had decided ahead of time who to invite and who not to invite? Or do you think they were going down the line and being, like, spur the moment? I think they were going down, I think, spur (laughs) the moment. Because, like, half of our class went. Oof. That's rough. That's really Like, I just remember... I'm I'm shocked you don't remember that because I was just like, oh, fuck, what if he doesn't give me one? Like, all right. You, you were at the end of the alphabet. You're in the S's. I'm in the A's. We probably had totally different experiences. Yeah. I was the second person to walk across the stage. <laughs> oh, man. That was like my art college graduation because we went by major. So I was like, I think the eighth person who walked across the stage out of like a thousand something fucking people. That was a boring time. <laughs> yeah. Oof. That's pretty harsh. Well, anyway. <laughs> Walking down a line of people and inviting some in front of everyone. That's pretty brutal. <laughs> Yo, I like remember it vividly. That would give me so much anxiety as they're walking towards you. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. Well, because it was the party of the person in high school who I, like, consistently had a crush on. Um, Because it was, like, a few people's party. And it wasn't him walking down the line doing that. But, yeah. Like, I remember. You'll have to give me some names when we're done recording. I do remember this party. I remember wanting to go to it but i couldn't because i had like family i'll tell you the names of whose party it was and i'm almost positive you'll be able to be like oh it was so and so doing that okay all right well (laughs) sorry for those of you who didn't go to high school with us because whatever (laughs) (laughs) all right so other adaptations (laughs) i'm just gonna segue back um 
So I have down, and we've talked about this before, but I will talk about it again. Little Women. I had a bunch of things on my list where I was like, we talked about this in the historical fiction episode, but Little Women deserves a revisit because there have been so many adaptations of it. And And the the thing is, they're all good. Yeah, they're all good. Although the most recent one, the Greta Gerwig one, I think is like really special in its creativity and its ending and its like overall message and spirit of it. I think it was really cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. It is the only, and again, I've said this before, it is the only adaptation of Little Women where I liked Amy. Agreed. Where I, at the end of it, understood her as a character. Although you kind of always understand where she's coming from. But it was, they made a point of it for you to be like, okay, this is why you are the way you are. I get where you're coming from. I approve of what you're doing here. And it's also the only one where I thought she and Lori actually liked each other. Like, we're in love. I would even argue, I've read the book at least ten times. It was, like, my favorite book in middle school. That the movie does a better job of humanizing Amy and helping Mm -hmm. you understand her relationship with Lori than even the book does. Yeah, the book, I think, it it kind of skirts over it more. In the movies, they added that whole speech where she talks about, you know, marriage being a thing of finances for women, mm-hmm. not just of love. Um, and so I think that really helped. Yeah, they spent a lot of time on that. I also liked that that adaptation of it spent more time on um, after Joe and what's-his-face end up together, like what happens. Professor and it Bear. also focused... Yes. And it focuses more on um, her sister's death because in the Winona Ryder one, they don't really talk about her taking her to the beach and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, there's a lot skipped over in the Winona Ryder version. I still love it, but there's a lot left out. I love the Winona Ryder one. I think it does a really good job of like making you feel for the characters. Mm -hmm. I think the Greta Gerwig one includes more of the book more of the story and yeah it helps you understand okay so like the book is really from joe's point of view so you kind of see everything through her eyes whereas the greta gerwig version it helps you understand amy and kind of how she's thinking with laurie she can support Mm -hmm. her family because joe is she marries Professor Bear, who is a poor professor. Meg marries a poor teacher or tutor. Beth dies. Mm-hmm. So Amy mm-hmm. is kind of making choices that will help. I mean, and Lori's fine. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And he loves her family. So, yeah, why not marry him and kind of, like, support the family? It's very realistic. Yeah. And... I liked how in the Greta Gerwig one, you see more of the relationship between Beth and Lori's grandfather, which was really nice. Yeah, that like made me cry. Mm-hmm. That is the part in the movie where, and if you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it, but there's a part in it where Beth has died and he can't bring himself to like come in the house. 
Yeah. Because he's so upset. And it just, like, breaks your heart. Because they did a nice job, too, of explaining about him and, like, the deal with his daughter. And You understand him and the grief over his daughter. And Beth reminds him of his daughter with the piano. And you understand more about Beth and her social anxiety and just anxiety in general. How she, like, can't leave the house and... Her neighbor, Mr. Lawrence, like, they have this special relationship where they can't connect to other people so they can, like, connect to each other. And it's just, like, really beautiful. <laughs> it really is. I love it so much. And you know what? The miniseries isn't bad either. I think, are you talking, is it, like, an older miniseries you're talking about? There's a couple. No, we watched a miniseries together, a more recent one. Yeah, um, I think it was on PBS, and that was that was good. It's not like as amazing. I think the Greta Gerwig version is my favorite, but that one's not bad. I loved the costuming in the Greta Gerwig one. I loved Joe's style in it. Mm-hmm. She had lots of like layers and like I don't know, like it just looked cool. I really liked Timothy Chalamet in it. Yeah, Sir Ronan was really good in it. I think the casting overall just was really good. I would recommend both. They just have different um, feels to them. Yeah, watch them all. Watch all three people. Watch all of them. <laughs> Read the book. The book's great. Yeah, it's a good audio book. Mm-hmm. That's how I read it. Oh, right. you know what? One thing I wanted to mention about Percy Jackson, Percy Jackson actually, is mm-hmm. I do appreciate their portrayal of people with like disabilities that's what i was thinking of as i was watching the movie because you have percy who has dyslexia and he has adhd and then you have grover who has crutches and then you have his teacher who's in a wheelchair and then you come to find out all these disabilities are actually because they are just different in a cool way like grover's a satyr with his like goat hind legs or whatever yeah, and, like, Percy is geared to read Greek, Greek, not English. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that, because I was looking at my notes, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, <sighs> and you know what? I love the character of Annabeth and Percy Jackson. I think she's such a strong female character. Yeah, she's, like, oh, a, less, never... a less annoying Hermione. <laughs> she really is. Uh-huh. That's a good way to describe her. I have... The Golden Compass. We have to talk about that one. I didn't write that down, and you are totally right that we have to talk about that. It's a series we both love. We really do. I read it a long time ago. I read it in middle school, which is maybe too young for that series. <laughs> um, even though the, which is funny because the characters in it are really young. It's fine because it's one of those series that you can read when you're young and you can read when you're older and you can get it on different levels i reread it like two years ago and got more of it yeah i haven't reread it as an adult so i'll have to do that i read it in middle school and i read it again in high school um and i remember reading it again in high school and having a lot of moments where i was like oh like that's what that is that was just over my head in middle Uh, school um, have you watched the HBO adaptation of it? I haven't. It's good. Well, I watched the first season, 
and I was pleasantly surprised. I was ready for it to be bad, but I think it's like pretty good. It like, I don't know, just kind of portrays the conflict of it and the characters pretty well. Mrs. Coulter is like a little bit too hysterical for my liking in the show. Hmm. She's the one um, who like works the soul separating like place, right? That's her. Yeah. She's the one who the books start off with like, you know, these children are disappearing and she's the one who's luring them and grooming them and separating them from their demons, which is their soul. So basically emotionally castrating them. Yeah, I remember being so horrified (laughs) reading when I realized that's what was happening. Because it takes you a little bit of time, especially if you're younger, to realize, like, what the demons are. Because they're, like, little animals that are always around you. And so, in the beginning, you kind of think they're, like, a pet. And then, over time, you're like, oh, no, that's, like, an external, physical, like, your soul is outside your body. Um... So I just remember, like, feeling sick when I was younger, when I realized that they were separating them. And, like, oh, my God, I literally just made this connection. She's basically lobotomizing them. Mm-hmm. Because afterwards, like, if you haven't read the series, it's, like, she and the corporation she works for are separating people from their souls because it they believe that it's moral basically she works for the church it's this whole it's like the anti-line witch in the wardrobe where it's like anti-religion it's an allegory (laughs) yes my mother is not a fan of these books i can imagine (laughs) has she read them no no Yeah. yeah it's very interesting i remember i worked at the library and someone was asking for recommendations for books and i recommended the series and then i reread them and it was like oh shit these are so blasphemous like they literally kill god at one point (laughs) yeah they do (laughs) it's like oh god i forgot about that part before i recommended it (laughs) yeah he turns out to be like this old like decrepit Uh man and they just straight up murk him yeah so it makes it oh the series is so good so it makes it it takes away the mystery behind it that god is this figure Mm -hmm. that you can just kill and then there's these other figures that can step into that role that can usurp that position and wield that power for good or for Mm -hmm. bad depending on what your perspective is it's so good it's deep it's deep yeah it's super deep. And I think arguably the best book is The Subtle Knife. I think that's probably the best one. That one's my favorite one, too. It's the second one out of the three. I think it's one of the few books where they introduce another character. Because there's two main characters in it. There's Lyra and there's Will. And Lyra's from that world and Will's from our world. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is like a really fun new character like usually i hate when they introduce new characters and i really like will i Um, love that lyra is this like spoiled person and will you see this more in the show i think the show is really good on hbo will is like raised by this single mom his dad's disappeared he doesn't know what happened to him and he's kind of like rough around the edges and he kind of show like 
in the books, Lyra's like, who's going to like wash my hair? And like, and Will's like, figure it out. Like, fuck you. Like yeah. make your own breakfast. I'm not making you anything. Like, <laughs> They do a really good job in the books of Lyra growing up. Like it's very similar to Sansa in Game of Thrones. Like you mm-hmm. feel her grow up and like you yes. follow it and it's a realistic growing up. Yeah, and I like it because you, that's how, yeah, how she grew up. So you can't fault her for it. So you're there with her seeing that she's in a bubble and this is not how everyone lives. And Will helps her see that. And it's just really good books. Um, The HBO series, I watched the first season, really good so far. The Nicole Kidman movie, I remember not being crazy about. It was kind of boring. No, it wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, I don't know they, what about it. I think it got, like, screwed because, A, I still think all book series should be TV shows, not movies. Yeah. Um, but also, I think there was a lot of drama when that came out with the church, and I think a lot got mm. cut out. Was that when all the, like, spotlight stuff was coming out? Mm-hmm, where it was like, and everyone was like, this is anti-church, which it is. Yeah, that series holds a special spot in my heart. I think it's so good. I have a really pretty special edition of those books. You have one that's signed by Philip Pullman, don't you? Somewhere I do, yeah. I have a copy of the Amber Spyglass signed by him. I have a few versions of a lot of those books. (laughs) Well, and it's a series where all three of them are really good in different ways. Like, it's kind of like Harry Potter where it gets more complex and darker as you go on. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, don't they go to hell in the Amber Spyglass? They go to, yeah, well, they go to the underworld, which I also really like about it because it's not hell. It's just the underworld. It's where you go when you die. There's no good or bad to it. It's like the Greeks. We talked about this, didn't we? Was it you Quite. I was talking about this with? Quite possibly. Where I was like, there isn't hell in Greek mythology. There's just the underworld. Probably. We've talked about a lot of like ancient Greek stuff. And we were talking about the different levels and like Elysium and all of that. Is yeah. that with you? Maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Look at us with our great memories. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. So that makes sense, then. That's probably modeled after, like, the Greeks. There's no, like, heaven or hell. There's just the underworld. The the whole thing is that, like, they want to release these souls from the underworld so they can just go back to being dust, to just being matter. Which is, like, I don't know. We don't have to get super religious right now, but (laughs) ideally, you know, that's what I would rather become dust than be in like some boring underworld that's the whole thing in the third book it's so interesting and like complex because they basically tell all the souls like you can go through here and you'll just go back to being dust but you don't have to and most of them do some of them don't like the ones who are like saints or whatever the ones who like ideologically oppose it but most of them are like I just want to rest. I just want to relax. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be wandering around in my, like, I don't know, personality from when I was a human. I just want to go back to being dust. Yep. I get it. 
Well, should we talk about, do you have another on your list? Let's do one more. Um, let's see. So, have you seen or read The Maze Runner? I watched The Maze Runner. I saw the movie. I remember reading that book. And whilst I don't think it's, like, fine literature or anything, it is one of the quickest reads. Uh Uh-huh you will ever read like that book i finished it in like a couple hours like i really? ripped through it um and i actually kind of liked the movie i saw the movie and i really enjoyed it and i was kind of surprised by the ending and it kind of made me want to watch the next one although i don't know if they ever made another movie yeah they finished them all oh were they all good no But I think it wasn't because I think they just put less money, like threw less money at them. Uh Uh-huh. I love a story where you think something is happening, but really your experience Mm -hmm. is a microcosm of something bigger. Mm -hmm. It's a mind fuck. Yeah. And that one is a big one. Does the movie measure up to the book? I think it does. I think they did a nice job casting it. Um, I really like Dylan O'Brien. I think he's one of the most underrated actors, like younger actors that there are. I think he's really good. I know you weren't super, like, you've never seen Teen Wolf, but he's really good (laughs) on that show. I'm just going to, like, there's a season of Teen Wolf where he gets possessed by this, like, ancient demon thing. And him playing that character, like, this possessed character, is so fucking good. I was like, mm-hmm. is this a show on MTV? Like, what's happening? What is but this A-plus quality acting happening? I know. <laughs> I was like, what is? What's going on? Um, so I think he's very, very, very underrated. Um, and I think really everybody in that cast was really good. Um, yeah, I... I liked it. Was I Dylan watched O'Brien, it a long time. was he the lead in it? Yeah, he's the main okay. guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I watched it and I enjoyed it. I think all the actors were good. I think there's that one actor who is in Love Actually and Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. He's always good. Is it good. something Sangster? Tom Thomas Sangster? Something like that. Yeah. And I like... The reveal at the end where it's like, don't they come out and they realize that they're in a simulation or something to understand Yeah, how... so the whole plot of them is basically they're in a world where a uh, disease has, like, ravaged everything. I forget what they call it. It's like the blight or something. Oh, my God. And it's like basically, <sighs> Right. Um, and so the people who are in the maze all have, like, a natural immunity to it. And they're basically, I, I forget what the deal is of, like, why they're in the maze. It does something to, like, trigger something. Um, because it's not the only maze. There's, like, tons of mazes. Um, and I forget, like, the exact reason why they're in there. But, yeah, they eventually figure out that they're part of, like, a science experiment. So I remember he, like, the whole thing about the maze is, like, you run this maze and no one mm-hmm. ever makes it, but then he eventually gets out, and he's in, like, a research facility understanding mm-hmm. 
that the world is basically like in the end times and then they I think do they like I don't remember if everyone's like dead in the facility or they kill everyone but then they're like basically what do we do now do we well, like go out there so there are like further reveals later on okay so when they it's the best way I can describe the maze runner is it's like a maze within a maze within a maze Ooh, it's Twilight Zone. That's what I like about it. It's an episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, so basically in the first book, they're in, like, the physical maze. And then there's, like, another maze revealed that they're in. Whereas, like, what they thought the situation was when they come out of that maze is not what it was. So have you read the whole series? Or there's two books, or is there more? There, There's more. So there's, what is it? The Maze Runner... The Scorch Trials, and then I think there's four? The Death Cure is one of them. There's three or four. I don't think I've read them all. Are they... It's a good series, though, in general. I don't know that... It's, like, fun. It's fun, and it's quick. It's a quick read. That's all I want. Fun and quick. Yeah, so I liked it. I remember, like, finishing and being like, I don't know that that was, like, amazing, but it was certainly entertaining, which, honestly, maybe that does make it amazing. I think we judge literature too much. I agree. I think, especially for, like, YA, you want some... That's what I like about YA, is it tends to be more fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I shit on smut and stuff, but I read a lot of it. Like, maybe that makes it good. When I worked at the library, the most avid readers we had were the romance and mystery readers. Those people will read a million books. They'll check out like romance 10 is, at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Romance is the most um, sold genre. I get it. It's just very, turns your brain off. I have one I just downloaded on my Kindle, which uh tiktok recommended it and i read the plot and it looks interesting it's like a modern day retelling of like camelot and i think what ends up happening is lance the characters who are supposed to be lancelot arthur and guinevere end up in a three like a threesome like they like like a polyamorous relationship and i was like yes i was like i will read the shit i will read the shit out of that yeah yeah man i'm all about these like creative couplings so like give me the non-traditional let's go see i don't know that i've read i've read like smut when i've been in a beach house and that's what they have at the house you know Mm -hmm. like beach novels but i've not read like a romance novel so maybe i need to try Get on Kindle. So a lot of the romance stuff on Kindle Unlimited is like the weird stuff, which honestly I think is the most fun (laughs) stuff. But there's like normal romance on there too. Um, But I've read some like all over the place. Like I read one (coughs) where people end up in like (laughs) – what are these what is it called when like wool a pack like people end up in like packs and there's like all these weird like relationships within the packs i read some weird stuff on one hand i feel like i might the reality tv part of me might enjoy that but then on the other hand i don't like cheesy 
tropes, like stuff you would roll your eyes at kind of thing. So I don't know. I think I'd have to find the right one. Yeah, where do it's some like browsing. him like saving her and like I don't know. I that I would get into something like that. I don't read a lot of like uh, I used to. Like every once in a while, I'd read like a historical romance like novel that's like that. Uh-huh. Um, but a lot of the stuff I read now isn't really like that. Like if it was Pride and Prejudice, like turned up, or like Bridgerton, maybe I could get into it. Mm-hmm. I just I think I have to like the characters is the key. We should read Bridgerton and then we can talk about the Bridgerton adaptation. Oh my god, we should. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect because I think they're doing another season, aren't they? They Soon? are. Yeah, because all of the books are about like each one of the Bridgerton, like your siblings. The first okay, is it like one book is the first season? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's so the maybe... first book, The Duke and I. <laughs> Do you know how many books are in the series? There's a lot. Maybe I have the first three. The... I haven't read okay. them, but I own them. Maybe you should read the first two, and then when the second series comes out, we can watch it, and then we can talk about it. Excellent. That sounds like an excellent episode. I'm down for that. What should we do next week? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> should we do the Matrix? <gasps> Let's talk about the Matrix. <laughs> You've been wanting to talk about the Matrix, so I'll watch. I'll rewatch the Matrix this week, and maybe the other ones too. Yeah, you have to watch all three okay. if we're going to have a satisfactory discussion about the Matrix. Okay, I'll take my notes. I'll highlight the key points. If you need my password for movies anywhere, I own all of them. So you can have my password and you can watch them. Yeah, where do I watch it? Is it? It's not on Netflix, I don't think. Oh, they're for free on Pluto TV, apparently. And it's if you have HBO Pluto. Max, they're on there. That's where I watch them. I watch okay. them on HBO. Okay, I'll watch them there then. I'm excited. You can never go wrong with a little Keanu Reeves action. Right? I guess this was our... Second edition of Page Two Screen. Yeah, sorry if it was a little all over the place. We had a lot going on. <laughs> I'm not sorry. This is what we are. This is what to expect. If you don't True like facts. it, then I True don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, so don't listen. This is who we are. No one's, no one's forcing you to be here. <laughs> if you don't like it, get out of here. <laughs> That's the attitude. (laughs) Well, join us next week for a rousing discussion of The Matrix. And we'll talk or see you next week. Do all the things. Bye. 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 (laughs) Bye.